Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read through the whole Bible every year, following the weekly Torah portions and reading from the other parts of Scripture every day as well. I am Johanna, your reader today. Today is Wednesday, the 1st of March and the 8th of Adar on the Hebrew calendar. This week, our parasha, that is our portion from the Torah, is called Tetzaveh, which means you shall command. Today we will start with our portion from the Torah, and it is Exodus 29, 1-18. through 18. But, as you well know if you have listened to this podcast for a while, we always begin by thanking God, blessing Him for His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Now this is the thing that you shall do to them to make them holy, to minister to me as Kohanim. Take one young bull and two rams without blemish, and matzah, cakes of matzah mixed with oil, and matzah wafers anointed with oil. You shall make them of fine wheat flour. You shall put them into one basket and bring them in the basket with the bull and the two rams. You shall bring Aaron and his sons to the door of the tent of meeting and shall wash them with water. You shall take the garments and put on Aharon the tunic, the robe of the ephod, the ephod, and the breastplate, and clothe him with the skillfully woven band of the ephod. You shall set the turban on his head and put the holy crown on the turban. Then you shall make the anointing oil and pour it on his head and anoint him. You shall bring his sons and put tunics on them, you shall clothe them with belts, Aaron and his sons, and bind headbands on them. They shall have the priesthood by a perpetual statute. You shall consecrate Aaron and his sons. You shall bring the bull before the tent of meeting, and Aaron and his sons shall lay their hands on the head of the bull. You shall kill the bull before the Lord at the door of the tent of meeting. You shall take of the blood of the bull and put it on the horns of the altar with your finger, and you shall pour out all the blood at the base of the altar. You shall take all the fat that covers the innards, the cover of the liver, the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them, and burn them on the altar. But the meat of the bull and its skin and its dung you shall burn with fire outside of the camp. It is a sin offering. You shall also take the one ram, and Aharon and his sons shall lay their hands on the head of the ram. You shall kill the ram, and you shall take its blood and sprinkle it around on the altar. You shall cut the ram into pieces and wash its innards and its legs and put them with its pieces and with its head. You shall burn the whole ram on the altar. It is a burnt offering to the Lord. It is a pleasant aroma, an offering made by fire to the Lord. 
That was Exodus, or Shemot, 29, 1-18. through 18. Our portion today from the prophets is 2 Kings, that is Melachim Bet, chapter 25. And it came to pass, in the ninth year of his reign, in the tenth month, on the tenth day of the month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babel, came, he and all his army, against Jerusalem, and camped against it. And they built forts against it around it. So the city was besieged until the eleventh year of King Tzidkiyahu. On the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine was severe in the city, so that there was no bread for the people of the land. Then a breach was made in the city, and all the men of war fled by night, by the way of the gate between the two walls, which was by the king's garden. Now the Kastim were against the city around it, and the king went by the way of the Arava. But the Chaldean army pursued the king, and overtook him in the plains of Yericho, and all his army was scattered from him. Then they captured the king and carried him up to the king of Babel, to Rivla, and they passed judgment on him. They killed Tzidkiyahu's sons before his eyes, and they put out Tzidkiyahu's eyes and bound him in fetters and carried him to Babel. Now in the fifth month, on the seventh day of the month, which was the nineteenth year of King Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babel, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, a servant of the king of Babel, came to Jerusalem. He burned the house of the Lord, the king's house, and all the house of Jerusalem, even every great house he burned with fire. And all the army of the Kazdim who were with the captain of the guard broke down the walls around Jerusalem. Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, carried away captive the residue of the people who were left in the city. And those who fell away, who fell to the king of Babel, and the residue of the multitude. But the captain of the guard left some of the poorest of the land to work the vineyards and the fields. The Kastim broke up the pillars of bronze that were in the house of the Lord, and the bases and the bronze sea that were in the house of the Lord, and carried the bronze pieces to Babel. And they took away the pots, the shovels, the snuffers, the spoons, and all the vessels of bronze with which they ministered. The captain of the guard took away the firepans, the basins, that which was of gold, in gold, and that which was of silver, in silver. The two pillars, the one sea, and the bases which Shlomo had made for the house of the Lord, the bronze of all these vessels were not weighed, the height of the one pillar was eighteen cubits, and a capital of bronze was on it. The height of the capital was three cubits, with network and pomegranates of, on the capital around it, all of bronze, and the second pillar with its network was like these. And the captain of the guard took Saraya, the chief Kohen, Tzfanya, the second Kohen, and the three keepers of the threshold, 
and out of the city he took an officer who was set over the men of war, and five men of those who saw the king's face, who were found in the city, and the scribe, the captain of the army, who mustered the people of the land, and sixty men of the people of the land who were found in the city. And Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, took them and brought them to the king of Babel, to Rivla. The king of Babel attacked them and put them to death at Rivla in the land of Hamat. So Yehuda was carried away captive out of his land. As for the people who were left in the land of Yehuda, whom Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babel, had left, even over them he made Gedaliahu, the son of Achikam, the son of Shaphan, governor. Now when all the captains of the forces, they and their men, heard that the king of Babel had made Gedaliahu governor, they came to Gedaliahu to Mitzpah, even Ishmael, the son of Netanya, and Yohanan, the son of Kareah, and Sraya, the son of Tanhumet, the Netophetite, and Yaazania, the son of the Maakatite, they and their men. Gedaliahu swore to them and to their men and said to them, Do not be afraid because of the servants of the Kastim. Dwell in the land and serve the king of Babel, and it will be well with you. But it came to pass in the seventh month that Ishmael, the son of Netanyah, the son of Elishama, of the royal offspring, came, and ten men with him, and struck Gedaliahu, so that he died, with the Jews and the Kastim that were with him at Mitzpah. All the people, both small and great, and the captains of the forces arose and came to Egypt, for they were afraid of the Kastim. In the thirty-seventh year of the captivity of Jehoiachin, king of Yehuda, in the twelfth month, on the twenty-seventh day of the month, Evil Merodach, king of Babel, in the year that he came to reign, lifted up the head of Jehoiachin, king of Yehuda, out of prison. And he spoke kindly to him, and set his throne above the throne of the kings who were with him in Babel, and changed his prison garments. Jehoiachin ate bread before him continually all the days of his life, and for his allowance there was a continual allowance given to him from the king, every day a portion, all the days of his life. That was Second Kings 25, and it concludes this book. And now we'll be reading our portion from the writings today. It is Tehillim, or Psalm, 149 and 150. Hallelujah! Sing to the Lord a new song, His praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel rejoice in his Maker. Let the children of Zion exult in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises to him with a tambourine and harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He crowns the humble with salvation. Let the faithful rejoice in honor. Let them sing for joy on their beds. May the high praises of God be in their mouths and a two-edged sword in their hands.
to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the written judgment. This honor is for all his pious ones. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord in his sanctuary. Praise him in his heavens for his acts of power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the shofar. Praise him with harp and lyre. Praise him with tambourine and dancing. Praise him with stringed instruments and flute. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That was Tehillim, or Psalms, 149 and 150. That also concludes the book of Psalms. And now for our final portion today from the Apostles, we'll be reading Yohanan, or John 21. After this, Yeshua revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he revealed himself this way, Shimon Kepha, Toma called Didymus, Nathanael of Cana in Galil, and the sons of Zavdai, and two others of his disciples were together. Shimon Kepha said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, We're also coming with you. They immediately went out and entered into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. But as daybreak had already come, Yeshua stood on the shore. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Yeshua. Then Yeshua said to them, Children, do you have any food? They answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you'll find some. Therefore they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in for the multitude of fish. Therefore that disciple whom Yeshua loved said to Shimon, It is the Lord. So when Shimon Kepha heard that it was the Lord, he put his outer garment on, for he had removed it, and threw himself into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from the land, but about two hundred cubits away, dragging the net full of fish. So when they got out on the land, they saw a fire of coals there, with fish and bread laid on it. Yeshua said to them, Bring some of the fish which you have just caught. Shimon Kepha went up and drew the net to land, full of one hundred fifty-three great fish, and even though there were so many, the net was not torn. Yeshua said to them, Come and eat breakfast. And none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Then Yeshua came and took the bread, gave it to them, and the fish likewise. This is now the third time that Yeshua was revealed to his disciples after he had risen from the dead. So when they had eaten breakfast, Yeshua said to Shimon Kepha, Shimon, son of Yonah, Do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I have affection for you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, 
Shimon, son of Yonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord. You know that I have affection for you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Shimon, son of Yonah, do you have affection for me? Kepha was grieved because he asked him the third time, Do you have affection for me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I have affection for you. Yeshua said to him, Feed my sheep. Amen, amen, I tell you. When you were young, you dressed yourself and walked where you wanted to. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said, signifying but what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had said this, he said to him, Follow me. Then Kepha, turning around, saw a disciple following. This was the disciple whom Yeshua loved, the one who had also leaned on his breast at the supper and asked, Lord, who is going to betray you? Kepha, seeing him, said to Yeshua, Lord, what about this man? Yeshua said to him, If I desire that he stay until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. This saying therefore went out among the brothers that this disciple would not die. Yet Yeshua did not say to him that he would not die, but if I desire that he should stay until I come, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies of these things and wrote these things, and we know that his witness is true. And there are also many other things which Yeshua did, which if they would all be written, I suppose that even the world itself would not have room for the books that would be written. That was Yohanan, or John 21, and um, we're just finishing up another book today. That was the end of this, um, the Gospel of John. If you are reading through the Apostles twice in this year's cycle, you'll be reading Hebrews 6 today also. That's it for today's readings. I hope and pray that you have a blessed day, that the Word of God will go into your hearts and bear fruit in your life. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom from Israel until next time. Music